0: Welcome to Bayer Cropcast with your technical field representatives from right around Australia. In this Cropcast, we'll give you a quick wrap up of the season at hand and things to look out for, including events coming up around you and everything related to agronomy and growing healthy crops. We are passionate about the future of agriculture and crop protection, and we look forward to having you join us on Bayer Cropcast. Welcome to Bayer CropCast, this is episode 13 and it's really great to be back on here again after episode 12 where we covered a whole range of topics but you know it's really good to have a new colleague on the CropCast this time in Ian McMaster over in Victoria. How are you today Ian? I'm good Craig, how are you going? Yeah good mate, now I say new but you've been with Bayer quite some time now and uh, you've joined our... Uh, market development team. It's really great to have you on your first Bayer Cropcast and I'm sure we'll hear a lot more from you as we go forward. But uh, Ian, just perhaps a little introduction to yourself, what you've been doing and what area you're looking after and then we'll get into a few more topics later on. Um, what's going on at the moment where you are and um, you know where are you located and all that sort of stuff, Ian?
1: Well Craig, I've just uh, dropped into Ballarat. So like I said, I've been with Bayer a while. um across a couple of departments and things but yep. yeah being here r- running along with the uh, broadacre season and um, it's also tracking along pretty nicely with a nice start for everyone um, the Mallee and Wimmer are now getting to that stage where they need a they need a bit more rainfall um, mm-hmm. just starting to dry out a bit there so that'd be nice to get at least 20 30 mil and a couple more follow ups Um the northeast and the western districts are probably the opposite i'm getting used to the cold over here too and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> she's been a bit brisk out in the paddock this morning um make sure you pack your gloves um but yes yeah, so i guess the northeast is um getting really quite wet um some of that early canal canola is already at sort of five percent flour. so um went through with a uh where's all which is one of our sales colleagues and we found plenty of apothecia popping up in the in the in the ground along the ground there so that sclerotinia
2: mm-hmm.
1: is going to be vital to get a control of so i think um just yeah make sure everyone's having a look through the ground and monitoring their timing and making sure they can get that aviator or prosaro spray on in time yeah
0: really uh, important really important Ian. and look you know you you said um you've sort of getting used to the cold over there i know you were formerly based over in western australia and uh, i've worked with you for quite a few years it's been fantastic now having you over in victoria is really good too with the team and uh yeah looking at a whole range of things and great to have your insights there into what's going on in the victorian regions um but as you said yeah starting to see those apothecia so you want to just perhaps you know describe what does that mean uh for canola disease management you know why is it important that we found those apothecia or you found them you know what's the relevance of that now
1: well basically that's the mushrooms coming out of the sclerotia, which are overwinter in the soil there and um basically what is happens with all this wet weather they'll they'll sort of come out of the ground and then they'll throw their spores up into the the canopy and around the um, stem base and then you get your lesions appearing from sclerotinia and um basically then you'll have your. um as if you let that go too far your plants falling over so it's really key to make sure you get a um, registered fungicide on at that key timing, which is around that 20% flowering. Yeah. um So something like Aviator X Pro, which has that systemicity that just gets through the plant and provides that control.
0: Yep. And plenty of resources on our website. And later on in the Bayer Crop Cast, I'm going to have a chat about specific cereal diseases. But the interesting thing about, uh, Aviator X Pro is across a whole range of crops, so very useful. Lots of great information, including our new compatibility guides um, and other resources that are available on our website or through your local Bayer contact
1: yeah and then even down sort of the southern western districts it's been so wet that really we've um struggling to have a really good spray day for the last four four weeks plus quite a few frosts so mm-hmm. i think the, the good thing with the aviator is the, the leaf shield so we can if we get that opportunity to get it on um, we can it sort of binds really quickly, so then we've got an effective fungicide there to provide that extended protection for us.
0: Yeah, same where I am over in the southwest of Western Australia through the south. Often we get that limited number of spray days, and even on those days, you know, there's a threat of showers coming through, and the leaf shield uh, technology. That is in aviator Pro can really help as you said to get it into the plant and taken up nice and rapidly and provide that uh, really good rain fastness to make sure that it's in doing the job that it's supposed to do yep. so ian that's really good um you know being aware of what's out in the paddock at the moment in terms of those apothecia that are in the um you know the canola paddocks at the moment and why that's so important but just as important now obviously as weeds before we came on to record the podcast you were telling me that certainly the crop stages are quite variable but also you know lots of germinations and varying germinations of weeds as well so what's going on in that space
1: yeah like i said craig what's having a chat you know south australia is i'm sorry south australia victoria i'm in um is a much smaller state than wa but we've got that huge diversity of, um, of crop stages and and um and planting dates and with that we've seen weeds from two to four leaf or even just emerging up to we've got some eight leaf radish in a few trials and, and a few areas um and the wild turnip sort of even pushing sort of that that first flower up soon so it's been really key for those ty- guys to get out early but it, um some of these cool areas where the broadleafs are just emerging it's really key that we get out there with with the likes of a precept or a velocity out there just to make sure we get that key timing on and, and, mm-hmm. and make sure we can pull down and keep those that crop competition to the low so we can get these plants that are growing slowly up and away out of the ground um, yep. and ma- well, maximise our yield.
0: Yeah, certainly are the uh, yield robbers, those early weeds that c- come through. And as you mentioned there, both precept and velocity, both very... Good options for broadleaf weeds really wide spectrum of, of weed weeds on the label um, as well as you know the crop safety that's in those allows you to you know sort of come in from that two and three leaf crop stage um, you know, make sure you read the label on that um, but nice and early you know, if you do have some very late crops around and uh, come in safely and certainly control a big spectrum of yield robbing broadleaf weeds.
1: That's right, it's all about the yield, and, and this, this cold, slow weather, we've just got to make sure we give the crop as much chance as possible.
0: Yep, absolutely right. So, you know, in the commercial paddocks, I'm sure, you know, the weed control is underway as you just said and talked about there with that, uh, that broad broad crop staging, but you know what's happening in your trials at the moment? I know you're working on a couple of, like me, a couple of, of newer concepts at the moment that are still under development and what we're about to talk about at the moment uh, in a sec is you know, they're not registered compounds, but they're really important uh, work that we're doing in the trial sites. So perhaps you just want to give a little bit of an insight into what's going on with your Bayer 167 and Bayer 200 sites.
1: Yeah, so these are pretty exciting because I've seen these from fruition to, the, to this pre-commercial stage and it's been pretty exciting to see how we can fit them in agronomically. But the Bay 167 trials um, are out all across the state state from the Mallee, the Wimmera and then down here in the western districts and um, all at different timings in wheat and barley um, the different sort of rates and also just final evaluation looking at, you know, our, our ryegrass control as well as other weeds under evaluation and they're sort of getting to that stage now where we're starting to split the difference between yep. um, all sort of different compounds and it's really <laughs> quite exciting to see um, and the flexibility of that product is really key, I think, in this, this region in Victoria and that's where it's going to have a really fit sure. um, and that's that's exciting. Whereas a Bayer 200, our broadleaf sort of being so slow, I've got one site where, well, that's planted barley sort of taken over now but we got some really good control early um that's in one of the mallee areas, so it's a bit further advanced the other one's sort of going to be up in the northeast and we're just getting the, the broadleafs up out of the ground now so that that'll be sort of ongoing for the next couple of months and looking at a very diverse range of broadleaf weeds in that trial which is it's going to be really interesting to see um very different variety of weeds and then we've got a hub site up in horsham where we've got a 167 under a number of crops um, and also Bayer 200. And we we're also investigating while we're up there or just showing off Tag Team and True Flex um, as well.
0: Uh, very good. So there's a lot looking up there. And certainly, uh, you know, the, the aim will be to, you know, keep that safe and show people those things uh, either through, you know, face to face or, you know, uh, sort of sites or also, you know, we, we're doing the, the, uh, the remote or web delivery type approaches as well so there'll be plenty of opportunities to see that work that you just talked about whether that's through those virtual means or face-to-face as it's safe to do and yeah um, a really good Ian that you over in Victoria working on that now. I think that's fantastic and, you know, right around the country, the market development agronomy team, uh, we all work with similar protocols. So the data sets from right around Australia are very, very strong and once we develop those and really help people, um, you know, ultimately at the end of the day control weeds, control diseases um, and know that, you know, there's a lot of uh, confidence in, you know, what is on the label and what it will actually offer you if you use our products down the track that's it. So Ian you moved from Western Australia across to Victoria this season and I suppose you know what's one of the main things you've noticed you know differences or contrasts between where you were operating which uh, you know in the west which is sort of more that central and uh, north horticulture areas as well I know you're very strong in that but what's what's been different in Victoria since you've got over there that you might just want to mention?
1: Well the frosts have been much more common for me mm-hmm. and uh, trying to keep warm but also I guess with that uh, I keep going out and just really close monitoring of the crops, but I keep going out a week or two early because of the uh, the cold weather. Everything sort of just goes quite a bit slower, especially down the southern area of the state. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really, you know, something key you've got to really keep an eye on and monitoring, um, especially from your, your herbicide use and, and timings, because it can really impact on the emergence and growth stages of your weeds and your crops.
0: And importantly then, uh, as to which herbicide you choose, when you put it on, all those sorts of factors and yeah, very interesting insights you got there and I'm going to yeah really look forward to having you on the Bayer CropCast in the future Ian, so thanks very much for today. No, thanks Craig
1: and look forward to it and, and look forward to hearing what's coming up.
0: So we just talked there with Ian McMaster, who's new in the market development team. It was really great to catch up with him and get some insights into what's going on down there in Victoria and, uh, you know, touched on leaf diseases there as well as weeds and a whole range of topics. But I'm now really pleased to have Gus McLennan up in New South Wales coming on to the Bayer CropCast. You know, after a couple of dry seasons, Gus, um, really good to uh, very wet over in your patch at the moment, mate. Yeah, it
2: certainly is, Whitey. Um, Probably one of the best seasons I've seen to date for the year but uh, it's looking like it's going to be a really good season for a lot of people this year.
0: Oh, It's magic mate, really good to hear, really pleased to hear that that's happening finally after those uh, those dry periods but um, of course with those sort of seasons brings about amazing crop growth, weed growth but importantly you've been doing a lot of work and a lot of updates uh, with advisors around managing leaf diseases in a range of crops so let's uh, perhaps touch on those and the role of our products and getting it right.
2: Yeah, sure. Um, probably the first one is, is canola, really. Um, I think over the years we've seen a gradual shift in sowing dates becoming earlier and earlier, and as a consequence of that, our, our crops are flowering earlier and um, and we're starting to see disease, I guess, express or become more uh, targeted in those key growth stages that which are occurring earlier as well. So uh, we're probably tracking this year, a week to two weeks in front of where we normally would with flowering in canola, um, and that's partly due to these earlier sowing times, and also partly due to a, a mild or winter.
0: Yeah, sure. So there's some really important implications there for for fungicide timing and understanding what diseases. So I assume you are having the sclerotinia um, showing itself at the moment, Gus.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, we probably on. This week, being uh, what the first week of August, probably our into full swing uh, squarotinia spraying. Mm-hmm. So, I'd say maybe 25 to 30% of the crops are at, at that 20% flower stage now. So, people are really gearing up to either spray or get ready to spray. Um, and with a rainfall front coming through Friday, Saturday this week, looking to dump a general kind of 20 to 40 mils then, um, yeah, the importance of that application timing for those crops that are in the appropriate windows is really key.
0: Yeah, the conditions sound like they're going to be uh, really good for that disease cycling through. So let's talk now you know, about the role of Aviator X-Pro in there and why that is such an important Product to, to get in, get you know, get it well timed. We've already discussed it a little bit with Ian McMaster, and we'll probably touch on it on some other crops over in South Australia. But yeah, what are you finding at the moment? What's the best way to manage this and um, approach with Aviator X
2: Well, there's uh, a lot of different scenarios panning out at the moment. Um, there's obviously areas that not us- don't usually see sclerotinia who are, are prepared to spray this year because their crops have such good ten- potential. But then there's also the the regular um, areas which which have frequent sclerotinia outbreaks, and they're probably in the situation where they're they're likely going to need to spray twice this year. So, um, well, I guess we have two two very good products in our stable with Prozaro and Aviator, and knowing which one to use first or or how what rate to to adopt um, is is a big big deal at the moment and um, the phone is running absolutely hot um, daily with questions around this and different scenarios so I guess those who, who um, aren't prepared to spray more than once uh, it's really critical that their first application timing is spot on because if you go too early um, and you don't really require that protection then that, that's a protection period that you will cut yourself short of at the back end um, and generally speaking with the fungicides, uh, depending on rate and canopy size, you can expect anywhere from two to four and sometimes even five weeks protection. But um, that is really dictated to dictated by the, um, the size of the canopy and, and also the rate that you use. Um, and I guess it's where Aviate has a really good fit because we do have that higher kind of 800 mil rate for those who want to get that extra five to seven days longer protection. Um but in you know, aside from that it also you know aviator offers a different mode of action. The Leaf Shield, which has that one hour rain fastest uptake, which in a this time of year is really important uh, wow. with rainfall vents coming through. Um, and opposed uh, opposed to say Prozara, which has a four to six hour rainfall um, rain fast period. So we're often spraying wet canopies, which is is not ideal, but um, it's just the way it is. With with um, these big canopies and lots of humidity and moisture, they retain those droplets on the leaves. So uh, that leaf shield plays a really key role to to aviator um, when it comes time to spray for sclerotinia
0: yeah really important there, Gus and uh I know certainly where I am too, you know that leaf shield just providing that rain fast benefit uh, is really important in the cereal crops as well, but yeah, just back on the canola, I mean it as you said, humidity, moisture in the crop, big canopies and so of course application, and the role of that's um really important. do you have any a couple of tips on you know what growers should be thinking about when they are applying the product as far as um, water rates or you know boom heights, uh, speed, all that sort of stuff. Anything you sort of want to just shout out on the crop cast at the moment?
2: Yeah, um, the first application, it's really important to get good canopy penetration. So often with fungicides, it is important to get penetration into them so that we get fungicide on those lower leaves because obviously that's where the petals are going to fall um, and transfer the disease from the petal down into the base. But we do still get surprisingly really good jobs out of aeroplanes, and, and there's quite a few of that, quite a bit of that happening at the moment because um, we have parts of the country that are just too wet to get on with ground rigs. Uh, but try to maybe get a, a mix of droplet spectrum, so you know, maybe even some coarse droplets in there to, to get those can- those droplets right down into the base of the canopy, and, and water volume will help with that too. So typically 100 litres, medium to maybe coarse droplets and, um, yeah, ground if, if possible, but aerial does a pretty good job too.
0: Yeah, good advice, Gus. And uh, we can get more information from the au website. If you look for Aviator, there's a resources tab there and there's a lot of information that'll help. But of course, Bayer representatives right around the country or your local advisor can give more info uh, as we do a lot of training with them, Gus. As I sort of said in the start, you've been doing some webinars or some updates with advisors to help them get the best out of Aviator X Pro in these diseases. Yep. Yeah. So thanks Gus, really good tips there, really good insights into what's happening there in New South Wales, but indeed around other states, Um, you know, sclerotinia and canola diseases are important, so thank you very much Gus, I'm going to go over the border into South Australia and have a chat now with uh, Tim Murphy, our colleague over there, and just see what's happening down in the, his patch, but Gus, thanks very much.
2: No worries Whitey, catch you later.
0: See you mate. My colleague that's going to join me now, Tim Murphy, how are you today Tim?
2: Oh, g'day
3: Whitey, how are you?
0: Yeah, pretty good, mate. Over here in WA, it's um, keep getting lots of little showery rainfall events. We can do with a lot more rain in a lot of areas, but, uh, yeah, the sh- showery events are uh, creating a few challenges for spray days and things, and we'll touch on that a little bit later when we get on to some fungicide topics. But, you know, just generally, Tim, what are the conditions like and what are you seeing in your pre-emergent and early post-emergent trials at the moment? Yeah,
3: look, uh, actually, it's, South Australia is quite an interesting... Um Season this year, we had a really good start to the year. Um, some good breaking rains. Everyone got the crop in pretty smoothly. Um, but that's also thrown up another couple of hurdles. That we've got some early plant crop in, and um, we're seeing some of these other, des- you know, other issues starting to raise their head as that crop grows on. But look, on average, the the state is doing well with moisture. Um, some areas are coming back a bit. They're sort of uh, sitting around that uh, decile four, decile five. Um, but on on the whole, most people are having a better than average year, so they're in around that sort of seven decile seven to six, um, and things are looking really good. A lot of a uh, lot of uh, top up fertilizer going out at the moment with these uh, rain fronts that they're forecasting to come through. Um, so yeah, no, she's looking looking very good there,
0: Whitey. It oh, sounds good, and certainly we were talking on a team uh, hook up, and uh, one of our colleagues there down in the southeast sort of. Made the comment that at least uh, you know we're not seeing the waterlogging events that are going on. Is that sort of true for most of the the state and Air Peninsula as well? What's it like over there?
3: Yeah, well, you've got that that Air Peninsula. The uh, the Cummings district is mm. really um, beautiful growing conditions there. Again, it uh, really is the land of milk and honey. <laughs> um, and uh, even the southeast, they have had a little bit of a dryish year, but for down there, a dryish year is absolutely gold because. Um, yep crops uh, can keep their feet dry and um, really grow on so you know we're we're coming up to that sort of first node coming up on a lot of the wheat plant now so it's it's looking pretty good um if this keeps on and we pick up the forecasting spring rains we pick that pick that up it's going to be a beautiful season
0: yeah tim's a good season around in most parts it's really great to hear we always like to hear that um plenty of good crops growing and of course with good crops growing means uh probably a lot of weeds around as well but uh you yeah, know so how's that looking what's going on in your trials with in respect to weed control
3: yeah look uh very different year this year um in the trials we've had some good activation rains in the, in the ibs treatments and the epes and things like that so uh, having some great pressure come through, which is always nice to um, sit in a paddock and count ryegrass, but <laughs> we're really starting to pull um, pull some of these treatments apart and, you know, some that look really good early on. And um, now sort of after that sort of late oh, eight, eight to ten weeks after the crop's been put in the ground and the treatment's been been sprayed, um, yeah, look, the, the ryegrass control out of our new pre-emergent um, product is is really starting to come through and um quite interesting but um yeah that new pre white whitey is is looking really good and starting to give us that long-term control
0: so that's the one we have under development at the moment and uh you know as the time marches on um we get closer to registration in a couple of years time that'll be uh people will see a lot more of that and um, you're saying that it's yeah it's working really well both uh, incorporated by sowing which is IBS but also in that early post-emergent you're starting to see the the effects that it has on broadleaf and grass weeds there Tim.
3: Yeah really starting to come out and um, I'm just starting to plan some field walks so if anyone wants to um, come and have a look at some of the trials we've got around this year for um, these feel free to contact us and we can um, arrange a bit of a look over.
0: But yep. um, and yeah, that's, it's all good. Yeah, and that's the same on, on all around the country. We're available for that and you can get um, in contact with us uh, through au, and we'll have all our Twitter handles, which is another great way to get in touch with the market development agronomists in your area. So, yeah, in terms of uh, you know getting those weeds out of the way nice and early and all of the new work that's going on at the moment and opportunities for you to look at the weed control, of course, as these cro- crops march on, um, you know what stage are some of those wheat crops getting and wheat and barley crops getting to at the moment? Are they, they going to need fungicide protection soon and what for?
3: Yeah, Craig, a lot of the crops are all are not quite there. Some of the early part ones are, and, are just about there at that um, first node. Um, So a lot of people are starting to think about that. You know, what are they going to do for their Z31 spray? Mm -hmm. Um, What are some of the things they've got to think about? And look, we've had a really good growing season. Um, There has been some good rainfall come through at certain times. Um, What we've got to remember is that this is the year with, with the varieties that are out there at the moment. There's a lot of wheat varieties that are out you're, you're going to get a prevalence of, of sort of things like your septoria tritici. We may see more of that this year. And even your eye spot with the rainfall that we've had and those, you know, if you get three days of, of moisture down in that crop, um, you'll start to see your eye spot um, kicking in. So, these are the things we've got to start thinking about. What are we going to control um, and what are we going to use to control that? And look, one thing I've been, been looking a lot at in the last couple of days and also about to start putting some more trial work out on it is the control of septoria mm-hmm. Um And hopefully, if I can really hit the jackpot, I'll pick up a bit of iSpot spot in the trial as well. But I'm going to start looking at, and this is where we need to think about, the use of Aviator. Aviator Xpro is a really good product for the control of both septoria tritici and iSpot. spot. Applied around that sort of uh, Z31, no, probably, oh, I don't really like seeing it much later than say Z39, mm-hmm.
2: um,
3: but really that first spray, so you can reduce the level of inoculum. So the one thing about Aviator x is it's made up out of two active ingredients, prithocolonazole and bixofen. Now, we've got an SDHI in there and a DMI, so they both protect each other in the way that they move into the plant. rapidly moved in there into the plant through the leaf shield technology that we've got. We've got that adjuvant package in there that allows for rapid uptake, which shortens that window of of, um, application. So it allows you to get it in in sort of when you've got forecast of, you know, today's the only day I can really get over places. Your leaf Shield's going to help that get in there. But once it does get in, what we've seen is that the SDHI and the DMI in the product move in at the same rate and deplete out of the plant at the same rate. So what you're doing is you're protecting your active ingredient. You're not leaving a DMI or an SDHI there in that plant on its own, um, being exposed to more disease coming through and increasing the chance of a um, developing issues. So one thing to remember is to when you're looking at what products to use, look that you are actually using matched actives and that they are moving in and around the plant
0: um, quite happily. Yeah, for sure. And you can get a lot of information from our website too on just these topics as well as uh, advisors. Um, Bayer staff can really help out with this sort of explanation as well as what that leaf shield technology, that adjuvant package is all about, which is really, really important. Yeah.
3: And the, um, the ice spot, the one thing I'll say on there on iSpot, spot, if you're starting to look out wanting to get that iSpot. spot, just remember to get it on before your crop starts getting too big, mm-hmm. um, because you need to get it right down to the base of the um, the crop, because that's where your eye spot's going to start coming. So if you can't get it into the crop, then you will struggle with your level of control. But look, what I've seen in the last couple of years, where you use Aviator X-Pro, it does provide very good control of that Septoria and the eye spot, um, and using it early. Gives you that long-term control because it reduces the level of inoculum in the in the paddock.
0: So that really good information there, Tim, about the you know complementary actives and and the, the uptake and have you what have you in terms of uh, the leaf shield technology. I think you know that's one of the things we notice. On, uh, in, especially in the southern environments where you've got a lot of uh, showery rain coming through or whatever, it can really help to um, you know maximise the spraying time available to you but you can get more information at our website on that and we also recently released a, a new series of um, compatibility guides so tank mixing guides for Aviator X Pro and you can get hold of that on our website or contact your local Bayer representative and what's really nice about that is it covers all of the crops. So I mentioned the cereal crops, you know, pulses and importantly also canola, so things like blackleg and sclerotinia. So, yeah, you know, Aviator X-Pro a really good option for a, a large range of crops and the compatibility guide can help people out there, Tim.
3: Yeah, and the other thing, why is um, we've also released on a uh, electronic version the um, cereal guide for aviator so there'll be all the information there on what diseases it controls and um you can load that up on your ipad and take it out in the paddock with you
0: yep plenty of information so if you go to our website and you search for these product names you'll actually find those and under the resources tab you will find all of this information so really important there and listeners can get in touch with you via your twitter handle which i will put in the show notes because yours is a bit of a mouthful tim but give it out anyway what's your twitter handle
3: no thanks, there, Craig. Mine is a handful. It is at Tim Merp nine five zero one eight eight seven. So yes, have a have a look for that one.
0: Bit of a mouthful or a bit of a handful. I don't know what's the difference there, Tim. But uh, that's good. So listeners, if you have any uh, comments or any contact you'd like to make with Tim or indeed any of the uh, team, then get on the show notes and get in touch with us. We'd love to hear from you. Well, Tim, it's been really good catching up with you and hearing about what's going on in South Australia and, importantly, some of those challenges that are now just right around the corner and how we might deal with those. And, of course, um, always good to have you on the Bayer Cropcast, and I'm sure we'll have you on another one very, very soon.
3: Thanks for uh, giving us a bell and having a chat there,
0: Craig. Uh, All the best, mate. Thanks very much. See you later. Thanks for joining us on Bayer Cropcast. To get more information about anything you heard on today's episode, phone one 804 479 to get in touch with us or visit the web at crop.bayer.com.au. Thanks for listening.